Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. It is indeed fantasy football time on ESPN 1000. Every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., I'm Jeff Meller, your host, here to navigate through the landscape that is football in 2020. As we deal with injuries, COVID, and everything else that goes into playing fantasy football. Appreciate, appreciate your participation. 312-332-3776. If you've got a question like you'd like us to mull over here. Or uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And also on Twitch. You can watch us live on Twitch. It's ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. Uh, feel free to... Go ahead and submit your questions in the chat room there as well. We'll be getting to those around 8.30. Tyler Aki, my man on the board, will be uh, perusing those for the best throughout the show today. So uh, let's get after it. First and 15. Chubb. Chubb with running room. Chubb to the 40. On his way to the end zone. 88 yards. Ah, who does not love the return of a good Chubb? Nick Chubb is back. He has been activated from the Cleveland Browns injured reserve list, so he is slated to take the majority of the carries. Of course, Kareem Hunt is still a factor, but if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you've patiently awaited the tough stretch without your man in the backfield. He returns today, so good news for Nick Chubb owners. He'll be out there. Kareem Hunt owners, look, you're probably... They were still productive with both players in the backfield when both were healthy. So I think you continue to start Kareem Hunt. You temper your expectations a little bit, certainly. But um, I think in most cases, Kareem Hunt still probably a pretty solid uh, start for most teams. Second down and one. And handoff here to David Johnson. And David Johnson looking for the end zone, and he gets in there. So the first score of the season, which looked as if it belonged to Demarcus Robinson on Kansas City's last drive instead goes to the Houston Texans on a 19-yard run by one of the new Texans. Ah, back when David Johnson was new and everybody was excited about his season with the Texans after a bit of a mirage that was the opener against the Chiefs. David Johnson has not been nearly as productive as most people hoped. He is he has been moved to injured reserve for the Texans so you wonder what that means for him long-term. Certainly that means Duke Johnson will step in and be the replacement. He should have been added in most leagues via the waiver wire if he was still available. Duke Johnson, certainly a must-play, I think, for most teams out there today because of just the landscape that is the running back position. Third down and nine. Eagles must get to the 35. They keep it on the ground, and Sanders is still going in Steelers territory. The Pittsburgh native, Miles Sanders, takes it all the way with his mind. Many friends in attendance here at Heinz Field, 74 yards. The Penn State product, Miles Sanders, will return today for the Eagles. He's certainly got the big play ability, so he's a must-start, I think, in most leagues. He has 
Not been active since week six. The last time we saw him, he went for 118 yards on just nine carries. You saw him uh, break off a long run in that game as well. So Miles Sanders back returning. And um, look, he's been productive even against tougher matchups. So I think Miles Sanders, no hesitation at this point. He's had three weeks to get right. And after the bye week against the Giants today, uh, I'm expecting a pretty big dosage of Miles Sanders. Kenyon Drake, room to run. He's got a first down. Drake across midfield. Down the sideline he goes. Kenyon Drake. He's in for a touchdown. 80 yards. Kenyon Drake is looking like he's going to be back for the Cardinals today. This is the first player who uh, whose highlight I played who I would be reluctant to maybe start at this point. And it's not so much a Kenyon Drake problem right now as it is in fantasy football, a Kyler Murray problem. And when I say Kyler Murray is the problem, I mean the fact that he is taking all of the rushing yards and all of the rushing touchdowns away from your Cardinals running backs. You saw it last week. He goes over 100 yards. He's, he has eight rushing touchdowns already at this point. It's really sapping the value of both you know Chase Edmonds last week and Kenyon Drake so far this season. So um, it's going to be it's going to depend on uh, what you, the callers, give me today as potential replacements. But Kenyon Drake is not a slam dunk start for me, and certainly Chase Edmonds now after his twenty five carry seventy yard, seventy yard um, production last week is somebody who you can probably send to the bench. Second and goal. They'll try Ingram again. Second effort. Ingram fighting. He's in. Touchdown Ravens. The power of Mark Ingram. Reports say that Mark Ingram had a good week of practice and there is optimism right now amongst the Baltimore Ravens organization that he will be available. This, of course, is the night game against the Patriots on NBC. So that one's going to be a call where, look, if you're hoping to start Mark Ingram, unfortunately, you're probably in a bad spot with your running backs. And so the good news, the optimism that he should play is probably enough where I would say if you have to make the decision, it seems likely that he's going to be able to go tonight. But if you're somebody who has other options and you can wait on starting Mark Ingram, I would certainly do that. He is, he's not even, you know, he's not the guy he was last year where he was really the feature back along with Lamar Jackson. We, we heard Lamar Jackson be outspoken this week about how on the Rich Eisen show about how teams are calling out some of the the plays when the Ravens get to the line of scrimmage. That obviously is something I'm sure they worked on all week to rectify. But Mark Ingram, he's stuck now in a a, a trio of running backs along with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Both Dobbins and Edwards have been productive in Ingram's absence. So if I'm a Mark Ingram owner, I would definitely do my best to look for other alternatives because I think the only way you're going to feel good about this game this week is if he's fortunate enough to find the end zone. And, you know, that's really just going to be a matter of whether or not the Ravens find themselves near the goal line on his series. Because, again, we've talked about this at length now this season. Greg Roman basically has a straight rotation with his running backs, and he likes to keep them all fresh. So I don't think uh, I don't think Mark Ingram is a great start this week, but if you're desperate, he should be out on the field. Slashing! All right, so the Patriots on the other side of the ball against the Ravens, they have a tough matchup because the Ravens' run defense is stout. And in addition to that, the Harris highlight that I just played, he, if you watched last week, you saw on Monday night, 
He left the game late in the fourth quarter, uh, suffered a difficult chest injury, was blown up on a play, also dealing with an ankle injury as well. But there is optimism that he is going to be able to go tonight, which really just kind of makes the entire Patriots backfield a mess. I was actually hoping that if Damian Harris took a week off, Rex Burkhead could be somebody who was interesting. But now that Harris is back, you've got the Harris-Burkhead-White triumvirate. So just like the Ravens' backfield is a bit of a mess for fantasy, the Patriots' backfield looks to be a mess again tonight with Harris probably likely to go. And again, against the Ravens' defense, that is difficult to a difficult proposition. Russell takes a high snap, hands it off. Chris Carson pounds his way in. Touchdown! Seahawks! Carson from five yards out, and unless you built a wall right in front of him, and even that probably wasn't going to stop him. Well, I guess we have clarity. Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde have already been ruled out yet again this week. Now there is encouragement that Chris Carson should be definitely in the mix and back for the Seahawks next week, so that's good news for Carson's owners out there. But this week he's not going to be available, which means... Yet another week of probably DJ Dallas-Travis Homer combination, neither of which I am very interested in using. If you're desperate, I would say DJ Dallas looks like the better play because he seems like he's more likely to get some goal line carries. But Travis Homer actually got more snaps last week. So I would say if you could avoid that backfield entirely, that's probably your best play. On first down, here's a pitch to the left. Kicks it down to the five. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals. As Mixon takes it the final 11 yards and begins a dance in the back of the end zone. Joe Mixon gone another week out yet again against the Steelers. Probably a better uh, situation for Mixon owners because, he, you know, it's a tough matchup. You don't, want, you don't love the idea of using Joe Mixon fresh off of an injury against that stout Steelers run D, best run defense in the league. So Joe Mixon is out at this point. Gio Bernard steps in yet again. You know, you've heard my thoughts for like the last three weeks now about Gio Bernard. I don't love him at this point. But again, you know, in fantasy football, as you've heard throughout all the highlights that I've played, they're all running backs. It's really all we're doing. It's the name of the game these days, trying to find a guy who will find some volume. And at this point, Gio Bernard looks to be that guy this week. So if you're a Gio Bernard Holder at this point, you probably use him if you're if you're listening to me and you're wondering whether or not Mixon was available. You're probably encouraged by the fact that you can go ahead and use Bernard, but um, I don't love that. So again, we'll go through the calls today. But uh, the biggest thing is probably that um, if you're holding on to Bernard and wondering if you sh- if you should use him at this point, he's going to see the lion's share of the carries. So uh, we're probably in a situation where you can go ahead and use him this week. On the other side of the ball, Ben Roethlisberger has been removed from the COVID list, so he will be under center for the Steelers. That is good news for all the Steelers' skill position players. James Conner obviously receives a boost, although at this point maybe you're wondering if you should continue to use James Conner. You know, again, it depends on the options at this point, but he has not... He's certainly not been the uh, running back that most people hoped he would be. Uh, Jalen Samuels returns for the Steelers as well to muddy up the backfield, so just more issues with the Steelers. But obviously... Uh, good news for all of the J- uh, Juju Smith-Schuster owners, the Chase Claypool owners, the Deontay Johnson owners, because with Ben under center, you know that the uh, likelihood of them having big days is still remains. This is the 12th play of the drive and a third and six for Chicago. The motion man is Cohen. Trubisky looks, 
Trubisky, a threat to run, floats it to the outside, it is caught by Montgomery, Montgomery makes a move upfield and brings it to the clear, touchdown Bears! David Montgomery has been ruled out for tomorrow night's game. Uh, I guess we say thank you to the Bears for clarifying that with us because it was going to be certainly a headache if you had to worry about whether or not Montgomery was going to play. We know now for certain he's not going to play tomorrow night. And, you know, sneaking suspicion is that that could mean that Lamar Miller will be activated from the practice squad. We will have to wait and see. I doubt Ryan Nall will see a huge dose of carries. Um, You know, uh, Artavius Pierce is somebody certainly who could be in the mix, but I wouldn't be surprised at all, you know, if Lamar Miller is activated from the practice squad and all of a sudden has to step in and be the feature back. We do know that Cordero Patterson is the apple of everybody in the uh, offensive offensive uh, room's eye, at least Matt Nagy's now. Without Nagy calling plays, uh, Bears fans are certainly aware at this point that Bill Lazor is taking over. Uh, maybe we'll see a more traditional workload for, a fe- for whoever this is the featured back. But at this point, None of those guys are worth starting because we've all seen the Bears' offensive line struggles. So without Montgomery on the field tomorrow night, I would say that um, no need to worry because none of the Bears' running backs are anybody that I want to use right now. All right, there you go. There's all the key injuries that you need to be apprised of. Again, I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. That is how Mike in Mount Prospect got in. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, my man? Hey, Jeff. How are you, my brother? Excellent. Well, I've got, uh, I've got a PPR, and mm-hmm. I need two running backs. I normally don't do this, but I want you to analyze it. I, I, my first pick was McCaffrey. I was number one. And, of course, when he played, I got I was 3-0, and I'm 2-4 and since he hasn't played in the six games. So uh. I've got Gibson at the Lions, who's got the worst, gives up the most points. Mm-hmm. I've got McKissick. On the same team, normally I would never do this unless your name is Hunt and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Chubb. And then I've got Bernard I picked up uh, just the other day after we found out about Nixon. So that's, that's my – and Pittsburgh is the toughest team against the, the run. But Bernard is more of a receiver than he is a running back. So yeah. I want your opinion on this. Yeah, no. It's, it's, an inter- it's an interesting dilemma, Mike. I would say, you know – uh, you know, certain, you're right. Certain scenarios, maybe you can find a way to get two running backs in the same backfield. At least in 2020, we're more open to that idea. And especially in PPR scoring, you have an right. avenue for both guys to uh, put up big numbers. I will say it was discouraging that Antonio Gibson only had 25 snaps last week in comparison to J.D. McKissick's 45. Um, right. The one thing I'll say is, like, I think... It's it you know that's pretty close to a split. So depending on how the game unfolds for the Washington football team, you could you could see a scenario where Gibson gets more run. But I think McKissick is the safer bet, especially in PPR scoring, Mike. I, and and I and it's not it's not a good enough situation where I'd feel comfortable using both, especially when it feels like Bernard is going to um, you know see a significant portion. Now, look, I'm not predicting a, a big day by any means for Bernard against the Steelers, but I personally would probably use Bernard and McKissick because of the PPR scoring, um, You know, knowing that you never, you, you never really can pinpoint exactly how a team's going to use their running backs. You, at uh-huh. least, you know, we, we, we're going off of what we've seen here, and right now it's, it's trending in McKissick's direction. And I guess the, the one final point I'll, me, I'll make is with Alex Smith under center, somebody who, you know, just he, he kind of plays the, the, uh, the quarterback role like the point guard in a similar manner to what Drew Brees does. You know, he doesn't 
he doesn't push it downfield as much as you would like, probably. But I do think that um, he's going to probably operate a little bit more of an efficient offense than Kyle Allen would. So I, I do think that plays in J.D. McKissick's favor. So I would use McKissick over Antonio Gibson, you know, primarily because I think I can count more on what McKissick's going to see in terms of snap count. Now, maybe it's not, you know, maybe the higher end would trend towards Antonio Gibson. So if you're swinging, you know, you need the upside play, then maybe Gibson's your choice there. But it's a, it's a muddied backfield, and it's tough to really know right now until we see a little more uh, with Alex Smith under center which way to go. So I, I guess I'm I'm uh, straddling the fence here, Mike, which I don't generally do, but I'm just trying to be honest here. I think McKissick is probably a little bit of the safer play in PPR scoring. All right, so that's how we do it. I take your phone calls. We run through all of your options and then try and find the best solution for you. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Here on ESPN 1000, I am Jeff Meller. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R. You can watch us on the Twitch stream, ESPN 1000 Chicago, one word. And then, of course, you can uh, give us a call, 312-332-3776. Do it the old-fashioned way if you'd like. That's how Dennis in Woodridge got a hold of us. Dennis, what's up, my man? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I got uh, Mahomes on a bye this week, so I could either start uh, Baker Mayfield or Drew Locke for my quarterback. And for my tight end, I'm not sure. They say uh, Hawkinson is questionable. He's been pretty good for me lately. So I also got Thomas on my bench. Logan Thomas. Um, you know what, Dennis? I would say, so good news for you on the TJ Hawkinson front. He did have a toe injury that uh, that he was plagued with uh popped up on the injury report this week, but word is that he is going to be good to go today for the Lions, so I'm definitely using Hawkinson there. And then this one, Baker Mayfield versus Drew Locke. I will say Drew Locke has been somewhat productive, but I, but I if you've been watching some of those games and the way it's unfolded, it has not been necessarily in the most confidence-building uh, you know, way here. He has really kind of piled up some stats at the last couple of weeks after falling way behind. Now, that's certainly possible that he could do it yet again, but I'm a little bit concerned right now about, you know, what happens is when you start to trust a guy who's always playing catch-up and piling up some garbage stats, eventually one week that just doesn't, it, the, uh, the, the garbage stats don't come. So at this point, I'm a little, cons- I want to see Drew Locke kind of be pr- more productive in not, non-garbage time stats. Certainly make Mayfield's um, upside is limited, but I think with Nick Chubb back, I think the, the possibility for him to give you a couple scores just because the uh, running game is productive and they're near the goal line is, is a little bit better. I trust him a little more at this point than Drew Locke. Don't love uh, the overall upside of Baker right now, but Again, um, Drew Locke, I, I need to see him do it more than just piling up some, you know, come from behind numbers uh, before I feel confident in going ahead and trusting him. Hey, Joe from Spring Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. 
Morning, Jeff. I've got a flex question and a one-point PPR. Okay. I got um, Marvin Jones at home against the, uh, Washington, mm-hmm. and I got Hunter Henry on the road against the Dolphins. All right, so I would say, based on the fact that Kenny Galladay is set to miss a, another game, um, I would go ahead and use Marvin Jones. Stafford's still under center for the Lions, and um, I'm looking through his game log right now because I had to refresh my memory. And it, Hunter Henry, you know, since Justin Herbert has really taken over, hasn't, hasn't had more than five catches in, in a game this year. So, in, especially in the PPR format, I think Hunter Henry's um, upside is really limited. He really hasn't been you know, a uh, great fantasy player this year without Phillip Rivers throwing him the football. So um, Justin Herbert really pushes it down the field. You've seen a a lot of Chargers wide receivers have big days. You know, it can come from anywhere from that Chargers wide receiving depth chart. But Hunter Henry has really not been a beneficiary. So I would go ahead and use Marvin Jones without Kenny Galladay today, um, likely to be the number one wide receiving threat for the Lions. Let's try Tony, who's in Shorewood. Hey, Tony. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. I got a uh, half point PPR question. I've got Chase. I need two of four. Okay. I have Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, and you're scaring me with all the anti uh, Cardinal talk. So I'm a little concerned about my Cardinals. So Tony, it's more anti Cardinals running backs. Like you know, I don't want to scare you away from Christian Kirk. I think is a probably shown you the last couple weeks of what he's capable of. Certainly, um, DeAndre Hopkins will have better weeks, which will eat into Christian Kirk's production. But of these options, Tony, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to say at this point, I think it's, oh, you got got to get, you have to prepare yourself to have Jace Edmonds on your bench most weeks once uh, Kenyon Drake returns. And again, we're expecting him to return today for the Cardinals. So Chase Edmonds goes to the bench, which just makes it a pretty simple. Kirk Higgins, Mike Williams, um, two of those three. And I would use Kirk and T. Higgins. Uh, Mike Williams, certainly, um, you know, I actually, Mike Williams, after last week's uh, injury, where he, on, on one of the, the second to last play of the game, um, banged his head and could not hang on to it. Uh, have not checked. Let me check his status for you as we roll through the show to confirm whether or not we've seen the latest on him because I know he was uh, questionable. So let me check on that. But nevertheless, I would still use T. Higgins and Christian Kirk uh, above uh, Mike Williams at this point. Ron is in Schaumburg. Ron, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, my man? Hey, Jeff. How are you doing this morning? Not too bad. I'm in a standard league. Uh, I have uh, four. I need two. Um, Curtis Samuel. T. Higgins, D.J. Moore, and J.D. McKissick. So you need two. And Debo Samuel right now, not expected to play today with the hamstring injury, so that makes that one pretty easy. Higgins, Moore, and McKissick. Did you say it was a PPR, Ron? No. No, no. I'm sorry. Okay, so in a standard league, I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Higgins and Moore. McKissick really has value in PPR scoring, but outside of that, I don't love him. In a standard or half-point PPR, he certainly loses quite a bit of value. So I would use T. Higgins and D.J. Moore. I think both have a much higher upside for you there. Either guy in that scenario can go off for 100 yards and a touchdown plus. So I know D.J. Moore hasn't been what people were hoping for when they drafted him, but he's still a talented player. And, you know, especially when you start to get into those deeper spots, I still like his talent and am, and am more willing to bet on that in a lot of cases, over somebody like J.D. McKissick, who is, uh, you know, really it's based on your scoring format before I start using him with any consistency. Let's go to Burbank and say good morning to Nathan. Hey, Nathan. 
Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Great show, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, I had a, it's a PPR league. I have a running back question. I need two of three. I have Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, and Duke Johnson. Okay. And I have a follow-up. If you're going to go Hunt, I'm already using uh, Hooper at the tight end position, but I can use Hodgkinson if I need to. If, uh, if you go Hunt, is that too many uh, Browns? Um, you know, so I love Kareem Hunt's talent, but with Chubb's return, you know, it's interesting that you ha- you having Davis, you know, Davis is a lock for me because, you know, once McCaffrey is out of the lineup, you, you, you know, you certainly know that he's the usage rate for whoever the lead Panthers running back is, has been astronomical. So, like, You're right. it's you know, it, it's like, like, obviously Christian McCaffrey, everybody understands that, but I think everybody could also make the argument that it wouldn't be a terrible idea. It's necessarily maybe, you know, listen, if, if I was running the Panthers, I would ask the question, do we need to run McCaffrey into the ground week in and week out, or, or is it better to maybe limit his carries? Nevertheless, for fantasy players, that's why he is the number one overall pick. So with, with Mike Davis, he's a lock. Then it comes down to Hunt versus Johnson. And, and you know what? I would use Duke Johnson. You, you know, you've laid out some reasons why you're a little bit concerned about using Kareem Hunt being too invested in the Cleveland Browns. And I certainly understand that. But look, with, uh, with Duke Johnson set to probably step in, and I, I think he's, he's in line for 20 touches. And the one thing about Duke Johnson is we know he's a better pass catcher at least at this stage of his career than David Johnson so I think he might be you know more useful in the passing game as well so I like Duke Johnson's matchup this week uh because Kareem Hunt you know even though he's productive and some people can start him in their backfield Kareem Kareem Hunt versus Duke Johnson today I like Duke Johnson's opportunity not knowing exactly how the Browns are going to use Kareem Hunt in conjunction with Chubb I, I mean I think it's probably pretty pretty clear we think Chubb will see more touches so right he should I, I, I would think they would favor him upon his return uh what was your take on uh Hooper versus Hodgkinson since you say Hodgkinson's gonna go yeah play? you know what I would actually use Hawkinson over Hooper because Hawkinson is going to be active and thanks for the call Nathan in Burbank uh, home of the St. Lawrence Vikings my uh my uh, high school alma mater. Um, but, yeah, I would use Hawkinson because he is going to be active for the Lions today above Hooper. Hooper, I need to see a little bit of something before I'm like, okay, let's get him back into the lineup. Um, he's returning from an ep- appendectomy, I believe. So um, I would uh, I would shy away from Hooper if you've got someone like Hawkinson available to you. All right, again, uh, we are available on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can uh, enter the chat room there and watch me do this fabulous show and check out the Empire Bob head on the twitch stream there or see any one of my four coffee cups that i bring in every morning um that's where you can check us out on twitch but uh we will go inside the twitch chat room and tyler aki will let us know what's uh the hottest questions there when we come back is your tight end in or out don't answer that is your backfield in good shape Uh, never mind Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Who is ready to twitch? Tyler Rocky is, uh, as always, uh, we are today presented by Miller Lite on Twitch, so check us out there. Uh, all right. Again, the Fantasy Football Show here on ESP 1000 every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. And uh, we go inside the Twitch chat room as I bring in Tyler. What's up, Tyler? All right. Let's kick it off with a flex question here, Jeff. 
Non-PPR league, do you like Chase Claypool, Jarek McKinnon, or Justin Jefferson? Just need one of the three. Ooh, this one is definitely intriguing. So we have Chase Claypool, Steelers, uh, Ben under center today against the Bengals. We've got Justin Jefferson tomorrow uh, against the Bears. And then Jarek McKinnon, who is, uh, you know, that 49ers backfield. That's a tough matchup against the Saints. And with the fact that um, there's been, you know, reports about Jarek McKinnon dealing with some dead legs. I'm a little bit concerned about using him, especially in that tough matchup against the Saints in the uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So let's cross McKinnon off. And then, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's good that they're not playing today because the winds are certainly going to be uh, howling today uh, at Soldier Field. But they will play tomorrow night where it's not going to be nearly as big of a factor. I think I would still use Chase Claypool, though, because I think we've seen um, eh, Justin Jefferson. Look, he's got the big game potential as well. But I, uh, I trust the Bears defense to be a little bit more competent than the Bengals defense these days. So I would go and go ahead and use Claypool and, and with Ben under center. Not really uh, much of a question. All right. Another flex one for you here. Do you like DJ Dallas or Travis Fulgham in the flex spot for uh, PPR league? Travis Fulgham all the way. Travis Fulgham has been a really nice find for the Eagles. And with Dallas Goddard back, with Miles Sanders back, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Giants to focus too much on Travis Fulgham. There's even a chance that Elshon Jeffrey will return. And if Jeffrey does, I think I, I'm not concerned about him stealing you know, targets from Fulgham. Fulgham's been really good. Um, DJ Dallas, not nearly as, you know, in terms of he, he's really... The only thing he's offered is the fact that he's been able to score a few short touchdowns for the Seahawks in Carson and Hyde's absence, and that's certainly on the table. But I feel more comfortable using Travis Fulgham, who I think is just a better player at this point. All right, Rutherford, one of our loyal Twitchers, needs two of three in a PPR league. It's a running back question here. He's got James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Sanders and uh, not Antonio Gibson. Who was it? Sanders and um, Sanders, Robinson, Gibson. Robinson. Yeah, Sanders and Robinson immediately jumped out to me as you know the clear clear plays above Antonio Gibson. So I know uh, maybe you're concerned about the Packers getting out early, but James Robinson has been you know he's a top five running back in fantasy this this year. You know the Jaguars maybe they're not always as competitive as you would hope, but. James Robinson seems to find a way to be productive each and every week. So for me, he's pretty much a much must start at this point. Uh, it's the dreaded Chiefs bye week for yes. all the Mahomes owners out there. So all, wait, all the Mahomes, Kelsey, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Hill, Harrison Butker, all of them. Anyway, need some help with the quarterback here. Do you like Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Tua, or Baker Mayfield off the waiver wire? Bridgewater, Carr, Tua, or who? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I I think personally... Or you can get Stafford, too. Boy, a whole bunch of meh right there. Um, Yeah, they all feel the same today. I'm... uh, Boy. Boy, oh boy. This one has me a little bit stumped. There's almost like too many choices to try and figure it out and narrow it down. All right, fire them at me one more time, Tyler. Let's go. Bridgewater, Mm -hmm. Derek Carr, Tua, Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, or Matthew Stafford. Boy... I think I'm probably going to use, believe it or not, Tua against the Chargers. And um, he was, like, statistically, he didn't blow the doors off of anyone last week, but he looked really good. Now, maybe that was a product of the Cardinals' defense, but the Chargers' defense has certainly been uh, a bit 
of an underachiever this what this year as well. So I think I would use Tua in the uh, showdown against Justin Herbert, the uh, battle of the uh, two draft picks who uh, in the first round not named Joe Burrow. All right, I like it. Uh, next up, we got a PPR question at running back need two of these three: Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, or J.D. McKissick. Let's, I, in that scenario, I'm going to use Chubb and Hunt. Uh, McKissick, just not. I, th- I feel like you're, there's some safety in going with both Browns running backs. I think one of them has a productive game, maybe even both. But I think, you know, McKissick is more of a, you know, he's, he's plug in and maybe get you 10 points. Whereas I think both Hunt and Chubb could have big days. Either guy could score two touchdowns, so I'm using both of those guys. All right, next man up needs three of four in a non-PPR league. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, or Gio Bernard? I'm, you know what, I'm staying away from Bernard in that scenario, and um, all those wide receivers are very solid options. All of them can score touchdowns. Uh, Bernard against the, the number one run defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers is uh, the guy I do not want to use in that case. All right, let's get one more Twitch question here, Tyler, before we All right, up. PPR, wide receiver question, Cole Beasley, Hollywood Brown, Justin Jefferson. I'm going to use Jefferson. Uh, Beasley's slightly interesting because of the PPR format, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and use Justin Jefferson and his uh, the potential for big plays. You know, Beasley, he's solid, but if, if I guess if you want safety, Beasley's the play. But I personally am going to swing for the fences with Justin Jefferson. I think it's more likely you're uh, you feel better about using him than. Um, than Beasley. So, all right. So again, you can always get at us on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago there, but uh, back to the good old fashioned phone lines here. Let's try Jerry, who is in Darien. Hey, Jerry, what's up? Hi, Jeff. Um, I'm fighting to stay in first place. Yes. We beautiful. Have, I have a, um, a full point PPR and okay. I need two of these three. Let's Melvin do it. Gordon, Daryl Henderson, and Kenyon Drake. Um, okay, Jerry, I'm going to say I would use Daryl Henderson for sure against the the sieve of a defense that is the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the one thing I'll say is the, it's certainly um, easier to get after the Seahawks via the pass, but I think Sean, Sean McVay is clearly committed to the run, and I just think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Daryl Henderson to score this week. So I would definitely use Daryl Henderson and... As long as he's active, and uh, again, we do believe that he's going to be, I would go ahead and use Kenyon Drake today. Um, Cardinals taking on the Bills. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at the schedule here. Uh, yes, the Denver-Vegas game is also at 3 o'clock, so you will have an alternative to turn to. I do think Drake is going to play today, Jerry, but just confirm that today, later uh, around one thirty or so when the enact is rolling for the late games because you want to make sure that he plays. But again, we are expecting Kenyon Drake to play today, which means that Chase Edmonds is not really going to be as valuable. I would use him over Melvin Gordon because at this point, Melvin Gordon um, you know, splitting a role with Philip Lindsay. And unfortunately for Melvin Gordon owners, since the DUI, Philip Lindsay has looked like a more dynamic runner when he's been out there on the field than Melvin Gordon. So um, I'm a little bit skittish about using using Melvin Gordon at this point. Let's try Tim, who's in Hobart. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's going on? I need one out of these three. Claypool, Godwin, or Antonio Brown? <sighs> one of those three. That's interesting. Uh, boy, I think I would use I personally Tim would use Antonio Brown, but I'm not going to lie, there's a little bit of risk here. It was a weird game last Sunday night. The Buccaneers clearly got behind 
early, and it really kind of short-circuited their entire game plan. Um, but from what I saw, Antonio Brown, there was the one pass play where clearly he, he ran the wrong route, and you know Tom Brady threw, threw an interception with, where Antonio Brown was supposed to be, and he clearly wasn't. But if you looked at, if you saw Antonio Brown, he still looked extremely explosive, and I think it's only a matter of time until he's the number one wide receiver on the Bucks offense, Tim. So I would use Antonio Brown, um, but I'm admitting that this is kind of uh, this is more based on what I've seen. I, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, how they're going to use the the trio based on what we saw last week. Though, if it wasn't all because they were trailing by as much as they were, if I mean, it was A.B., Godwin, and Evans out on the field at all times. Basically, Scotty Miller was non-existent. So it's going to be – I just think Tom Brady has shown you he has a propensity to, for whatever reason – You know, I look, maybe it's just all based on talent. Forget the personal issues aside. Tom Brady has a connection with Antonio Brown, and I think it's only a matter of time before that becomes um, apparent to everybody in fantasy football. So I think uh, it might be a week early, but I would use Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin. And I think going forward, if you have the choice between the two, I think Antonio Brown is going to be, as long as he's on the field, is going to be the choice that you're going to want to make most weeks. All right, we got one more segment. Plenty of people on the phone lines want to get their question answered, so we'll try and get all of you in. It is the final round of the Masters in November. Why is that good for football fans? I'll tell you next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. As soon as we wrap up here on the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000, stay tuned. We will have the final round of the Masters covered for you today. And why is that good for the football fan out there? Well, guess what? When CBS carries the Masters in November, which is a first, um, what happens is that CBS needs to make way with their inventory in the noon hour and they need to push all their games back to the 3 o'clock window, which means we will finally have a very close to even splits in terms of our noon and 3 o'clock games. We've got five noon games today, all taking place on Fox, so we'll have uh, you know a full arsenal of games there. And then at in the 305-325 window, we'll get six games. So we will have ourselves... A pretty close to even split, which is always nice for football fans that uh, we won't have just three games and eight or nine to try and keep track of in the noon hour. So good news there. And of course, if you're a fan of the Masters, make sure if you're driving around, you've got it locked on to ESPN 1000 because we have all the coverage for you there. And we'll have the uh, 49ers Saints game at uh, three o'clock if you're wanting some football while you drive around. Let's try my man TJ, who is in Morse. What's up, TJ? How you doing? Morning, guys. Morning. Um, again, the same dilemma. I don't know if A.J. Green's going to score this year at all. So it's either A.J. Green, Darius Slayton, or Nelson Angular. 
Yes. I, you know, I liked Slayton for a while, but I've been a little bit disappointed with this play the last couple of weeks. Has not really been as dynamic as uh, you would have hoped. I would use Aguilar Tej at this point because I think he has, I yeah, he's shown, you know, he's really taking uh, making the most of his opportunities, and Derek Carr has really you know, uh, created a nice rapport with him. So I would use Aguilar because, like you mentioned, at this point, it's hard to trust A.J. Green. Um, I would go ahead and use Nelson Aguilar. The big play for him is seems to be uh, always a possibility. So I feel better about him than the other alternatives. Ken is in Evanston. Hey, Ken, what's up, man? Ken? Hey, how you doing, Jay? I'm doing well. How you doing? All right, my friend. Hey, I, I got I got a tight end question. I got Graham or the tight end at Philly Go, Goober Goddard. No, Goddard, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and my and my one is um I got I got Moss and I got Slater and the young kid in Denver, Judy. I need okay. one of them for sure. Flakes, two sure. Flakes. All right, Ken. Uh, uh, Jerry Judy. Dealing with a shoulder injury, he's listed as questionable, so we'd have to check on him uh, to make sure he's active. But I would, you know, I would still use Zach Moss Ken over uh, over Judy at this point. Kind of uh, the last couple of weeks has taken. He hasn't. It's, it's still a bit of a split with Devin Singletary. Now Singletary last week just throw it out because the Bills said we're throwing every play against the Seahawks, and um, you know they clearly. Uh, were proven to be right in that scenario because Josh Allen had a big day and they were able to beat the Seahawks. But Zach Moss has kind of uh, become more of the featured back above Devin Singletary. So I would use him at this point, Ken. Scored three touchdowns in the last two games. And then in uh, PPR scoring, even though he he wasn't very productive a couple weeks back prior to their bye, Dallas Goddard did return and he was on the play, uh, on the field of play for a significant number of snaps. I think Dallas Goddard is going to be a tight end you want to use in fantasy going forward most weeks. Um, so I would use him over Jimmy Graham. Unfortunately, Jimmy Graham, we've seen it firsthand here in Chicago. If he is not creating, you know, what little separation through push-off or just the, the use of his big body near the red zone, he's really not. He's struggling to get open. So uh, I have a hard time using Jimmy Graham unless, you know, you're in the uh, – the very uh, depths of uh, wide receiver hell. Um, and with Dallas Goddard, I think you're in better position than most can, so I'd use him. Paul is calling us from Texas, the Lone Star State. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How are you this morning? Not too bad. What do you got? Listen, playoff push coming up here. I'm looking at Gallman or uh, Moss as a RB2. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, if I can, you know, kind of like I just laid out with our previous caller, I like where Zach Moss is at. They've got a good matchup against the Cardinals today. And, again, he's scored three touchdowns in the last two games. He's been featured a little bit more than Devin Singletary, and I'm not saying that they won't use Singletary at all. But uh, Gallman, sure, he's he's likely to, to be the featured back for the Giants. But, boy, that offense has been, you know, just, you know, it's it's so hard to get excited about that that offensive line has struggled almost as much as the Bears offensive line this year. So I, I don't feel good about using Wayne Gallman. I would prefer Zach Moss, Paul. Okay, and another real quick one. Two of these are actually three of these are playing tomorrow night uh, right there in Chicago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need three out of four in the wideouts. I need Fulgham, Mooney, Jefferson, or 
and Thielen, three out of those four. Yeah, so Paul, you know what? Uh, unfortunately for Bears fans, I know Hoodie, who loves Darnell Mooney, is probably going to be mad at me, but I'm using Jefferson Thielen and Fulgham, and, and not even a question for me. Unfortunately for Darnell Mooney, um, even with Bill Lazor calling the plays, I don't trust it yet. Uh, Nick Foles and this offensive line has been a terrible combination for the Bears offense. So even though Darnell Mooney has had a few nice plays, I don't think that's anything you can count on. The other three guys, Jefferson, Thielen, Fulgham, are all integral parts of their offenses. So I'd much prefer them over uh, Darnell Mooney this week. Let's try. Let's go to Gary, who's in Schaumburg. Gary, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, my man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, PPR running back, I need one of these three. Uh, Henderson. Mike Davis, DeAndre Swift, and I'm probably going to play Cooper Cup as a receiver. Yes, yes, Gary, definitely keep Cooper Cup in your lineup again. Um, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but boy, the Rams against the Seahawks pass defense, I, I think until we see something change going forward, any receiver, any decent receiver or quarterback who has a matchup against the Seahawks pass defense, you have got to get them in your lineup. Cooper Cup certainly falls under that umbrella today. Um, I would use Mike Davis. I know it's not a great matchup against the Bucks because their run defense has been pretty good. But, you know, I just like it's one of the few situations in all of football where you feel pretty comfortable that whether it's Davis or McCaffrey, whoever the lead back is that day, they're going to see 25 to 30 touches pretty consistently. And it's just even even if you're struggling offensively, you know, it. it it's almost impossible not to get eight to nine points minimum and usually a lot more if that's the number of touches you're seeing. Okay, thank you. All right, good luck to you, Gary. Let's try uh, loyal listener Peter down in <laughs> Miami. What's up, Peter? How you doing, bud? Good, good. I'm doing okay. I'm do- I hope you're doing the same as well. Great show as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. Great. Uh, I have a very simple question. Mm-hmm. Chubb uh, returning from uh, IR, and I also picked up Duke Johnson. Uh, should I... Start uh, one of uh, the two or both and take out Allen Robinson because our Bears uh, offense just stink. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm, and you said it's standard. So I was going to say in a PPR, I have a hard time sitting Allen Robinson. But in standard scoring, I can kind of wrap my head around it. And when you say Chubb and Duke Johnson, definitely I want to start Chubb. And so now it's a matter because of my my other running back is James Robinson. I'm not taking him. Yeah, off. no, no, no. You you definitely lock him into the lineup. So I definitely like James Robinson and Chubb. And then when you go, go when you ask me Duke Johnson or Allen Robinson, ugh, even though I want to say Duke Peter, I still ugh, I still have a hard time sitting Allen Robinson. So Got it. if, okay. it, if you know what you think you think Chubb's production is going to be there even though he's back from IR? Yeah, look, he he's active and I expect, you know, 15 to 18 touches. Like when he's on the right. field, he's. I don't think they're going to ease him back in. I think he's ready to go, and I, I expect 15 to 18 touches. And uh, you know, in all likelihood, you know, we know the rotation with Kareem Hunt is still there for them. But awesome. it, they've both been productive when both were healthy. And you know, if anything, Chubb is my preference when it comes down to Chubb, Chubb versus Hunt. Whoa, okay, let's dump that there. It's always a little <laughs> bit, for all the listeners online. Oh, the Twitch special. It's the first time that's happened, you know, but when you say Kareem Hunt, you always have to slow down because you can just, it just happens every once in a while. And um, So, all right, Peter, I'm going to bail on you because I've already answered your question. And before I lose the FCC license here, accidentally, I'm going to um, stop talking about Cleveland Browns running backs. All right, anyway. 
Um, we don't have a whole bunch of time left, so I'm going to zip through the available callers. Jake in Algonquin wants to know, uh, does Sean Watson or try someone else? Jake, uh, we don't have time to go through the options, but you can always hit me up on Twitter. But in most cases, I would still use Deshaun Watson. Lou in Elk Grove wants to know two or three. Higgins, Shepard, or Ayuk. I'm using Higgins and Ayuk, Lou. Tony wants to know, Devontae Parker or Allen Robinson? You know what, Tony? Ah, yeah, I still can't get away from Allen Robinson, even though I want to say Devontae Parker with Preston Williams now on. Actually, you know what, Tony? If it was me, it was my team, I don't want any part of watching this Bears offense if I don't have to. So I would use Devontae Parker. All right, folks. That's going to do it. What a way to wrap up the show, though. Get your adrenaline flowing when you accidentally swear on the air because you try and say Kareem Hunt. That's all I got time for. Stick around for the Masters next.